Do you ever wonder why some podcasts are so successful? Do you wish that you could replicate the success of some of the top podcasts? So do we. And we believe there is no harm in asking. So we're questioning everything about how podcasts are produced, hosted, and monetized. This is No Harm in Asking. I'm Eric Byron. And I'm Michael Kerr, always ready to share my opinion. We review podcasts that look for clues to why some make it big. And some don't make it at all. This week, we'll be reviewing Pardon the Interruption. Not really a podcast, but we'll explain what we're up to. I promise. What is the magic of the show? Okay, and the magic of the show is 11 words. Black guy, white guy, yell at each other, love each other. It's the relationship in a sports show that everybody wants. Everybody wants to be able to yell at his dear friend and then hug his dear friend after the yelling is done. This podcast is sponsored by Colab.me, the free-to-use platform for interview planning, preparation, and collaboration. So here we are on a day with a typhoon, and we're going to do a podcast review that's not really a podcast. What's up with this? Well, I'm glad you chose this one. It takes me back. Pardon the interruption, obviously. It is a podcast today, but it started off as a, as a TV show and on, e on, on ESPN. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon, and welcome to opening day in this bizarre television experiment. And I'm Tony Kornheiser, and if we can have a TV show, you can have a TV show. Oh, so, so we are talking sports, by the way. We <laughs> yeah, should, yeah, we're talking we sports. We should remind everybody, yes, this is the second part in our series here on sports podcasting and what it takes to be successful as a sports podcaster specifically. Right. In our opinion, what it takes. I mean, <laughs> yes, yeah, I mean that's all we, that's all we've got. Yeah, but, don't take uh, that to the bank necessarily, but but yeah, this this I, I really I'm I'm really glad that that we've chose this one. Really, because I think whatever medium you are in, whether it's uh, TV or radio or podcasting, this is kind of the benchmark, right? What these guys did 20 years ago set the bar, and now everybody has to follow it. And and I also think it's really interesting that when they first decided to do this, it really seemed crazy, right? You had two guys who were not from yeah, television. Not television guys. Yeah, Washington Post right. columnists, but they argue. They just yell at each other, right? <laughs> they do, yeah. Now, now, originally, obviously, you know, sportscasters, because they thought, in the, you know, to be a sportscaster in the, in the early 2000s, you had to be this a, you know, really good looking guy, right? With the perfect oh, yeah. hair and you came on, you know, and there was the two of them sitting there yeah. and they would run down the scores and, and there would be a little bit of debate, but that was what sports casting was. Yeah. It was not. So Tony Kornheiser was in his early fifties when he started this in 2001. Yeah. And I loved the, uh, the Howard Cosell quote. Well, I'll use a quote from one of the great television voices of all time, Howard Cosell. And Howard said of me, doesn't he know he's unsightly? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, so these guys were so breaking yeah, nobody, the mold. Like, what, what is that? Who are these guys on TV? Yeah. Why am I looking at them? This is not what I expect, right? Yeah. This guy, I mean, Tony Kornarzer was, you know, was 50, either had lost or was yeah. still in the process 
of um, of losing his hair. Yeah. And then there was this guy who was obviously a very intelligent black sportscaster. And the two of them were able to provide at the time yeah. a level of respect and diversity and, and knowledge that was just uncomparable yeah. anywhere else. And that's what made it great. Yeah. They so, were able to talk about and you know the two of them were able to talk about any subject nothing was was off the table and yeah. and that's what pulled yeah. this all together. Now I also want to comment that you know their success at this was not unaided right so they, True. this was an ESPN show right this is an they, ESPN show they built a studio for them they relocated staff to Washington so they could keep their jobs at yeah. the Washington Post while they did this experiment Right. They spent weeks preparing and say this whole team assembled, built the sets and it was you know. interesting because it's almost like they came up with this idea, you know, they'd worked on it for months and months. They they figured out who the yeah. hosts were be we're gonna you know, they knew where it was gonna be shot. Again, the you know, Tony Kornheiser obviously doesn't pull his punches. He says exactly how <laughs> he feels about stuff and his comments, right, when they were getting ready to launch this thing. Rent don't buy. Rent don't buy. Yeah, we're not going to be here long. Don't get attached to this. No, 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 no. No. It's like dry cleaning. Be ready to pick it up in a day and get out. And he said, I'm about to sign a two-year contract. I don't think this show is going to last three weeks. But I get all of my money, and I have three other jobs. And then he left. They went into this thing with like zero expectation of right, success. Zero. They were just going to do what they do, right? These two guys had both been at the Washington Post for 10 years and apparently were infamous right. for having these loud, obnoxious debates. Right, over the new, you know, across the newsroom. Right, across the newsroom, in the elevator, in the elevator yeah, right, on everywhere. the way home. Yes. Yeah. So, and by the way, we both listened to the the twenty year anniversary right. there was a very, and I, documentary I, on them. I encourage people to seek it out because it's a lot of fun. This twenty it is, and it gives so much of the backstory PTI. and you know how they've been successful and the not well. There's multiple things. We're going to get into a whole bunch of this stuff and why we think other podcasters should be paying attention to these guys if you're not really familiar with it, if you haven't studied their success because. To me, there's two critical factors that made this work. Well, there, there's more than two probably, but there's the, the the personalities of these guys, right? And their banter and ability to really have fun debates, right? right. They really kind of go at each other. But um, the other reason it works is because they are extremely knowledgeable. They both have great respect for each other. And, you know, very deep and broad sports knowledge yeah. that um, the listeners, the audience, in this case, the TV show, those watching, you know, could tell very quickly, these guys know what they're talking about. Right. These aren't just random but guys. But it's funny because they, you know, they, they're on TV, but they, you can, it's clear that they don't want to be on TV. Like, it's like, oh, I can't believe you forced me to go on TV. You know, I yeah. don't, I don't have, res it's, I have respect for, you know, the guy sitting across from me. But I, it's kind of like I don't really respect this whole TV thing. We're newspaper yeah. guys, right? We yeah. write stuff on the printed page. That's what we do, right? We're at yeah. a never. We're at a higher level, right? The fact that you're forcing <laughs> me—they were almost disrespectful. Yeah, they were forcing TV me folks. to come yeah. in here and sit in this chair and banter and 
yeah, I'll put on the turkey uniform. You can jazz <laughs> it all up and do what you want. And, but I, it's, you can, it's, it's certainly with Tony Kornhauser. It's like, I, but I don't really respect the whole thing. Like it's, yeah, but yeah. I'll keep doing it and yeah. I'll play along with the gags and you just take it in and you just yeah. enjoy it for a half an hour. Hated it. Hated it. Of course he hates them. And he hates dressing up and he hates wearing costumes and he hates all of that. And I love all of that because I see it as entertainment. So, but, but ESPN invested a lot to do this experiment, right? And sure. I remember at one point in that, uh, say, 20th anniversary show that we watched, you know, them talking about Kornhauser's prediction that they would only last three weeks. And then after three months, acknowledging that uh, ESPN had come back and said, you know, they had set a fairly low bar themselves expectation for the number of viewers they were going to get. And they were 10x their expectation. Yeah. The show was a hit right away. And it was at 530 in the afternoon. It's a very, it was a very difficult spot because most people are not home at five. Well, admittedly, so for you, you kind of grew up with this. I never grew up, but I also never saw the show. And I didn't see the show for the first five years. Now I grew up in Canada. And so we didn't get ESPN. We got TSN, which was like 20% owned by ESPN. But I had a job, right? And yeah. and so I didn't get home typically at 5.30. But it turns out later in the 2000s, I got a job really close to home. And so there were times when yeah. I was home at 5.30 and I was able to watch. And that's where my sort of part of the interruption. But you're right. Most people would not would not have known about it. And I don't think they repeated it. So, But clearly they had a huge following and their show – you know, today on demand, right? So they're still well, right, on which the is air, why right? I think podcasting is a, is was YouTube an ideal and- thing because it drives not only now it's available twenty four seven, you know, whenever yeah. you want on demand, and it may very well drive back. And they're still on the air, right? They don't yeah. do every show. That's, I don't know how often they're on. I mean, uh, well, they're like in their seventies now, right? Or but they have a lot of yeah. they have a lot of yeah. guest hosts. So I don't yep, know yep. how many you know out of the five days in a week how yeah. many there are. But they mix it up. They're there. I, I give those guys. Yeah. An enormous amount of credit. Corn- well, let's yeah, talk to- about yeah. some of the other format things that they did that were kind of revolutionary and I think are great examples for other sportscasters. So this thing with the uh, the list. Right. So talk to me about that. Why, well, and whose idea was that? Because it, it wasn't Tony and Mike, right? That came up with that. No, that's right. I mean, I, I think it was sort of organic the way it, the way it grew, right? They would, they would start to, you know, as they plan the episode, just like we do, right? You kind of write down what you're going to talk about. Boom, 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 right? You only yeah. got a half hour show. What are we going to talk about today? So they would make the list. And then this guy, Eric, who was hired as the producer. What a great name. Yeah, what a great name. Oh, he doesn't spell it like up. me. He spells it with a K. Yeah. But Eric uh, Ridholm, right? He was the executive producer that ESPN hired to do this show. Looks a lot like you, by the way. Does he? Well, good. Handsome guy, right? I, I looked him up. He's a smart guy too. <laughs> yeah. Went to Brown. Yeah. Oh, went to Brown. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I there believe you go. so. Pedigree. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So he right. He was trying to solve a problem for these guys, right? He liked structure. He wanted these guys wanted to stay on topic. But I thought the the mechanic that they came up with that was so interesting is so the producer wanted them to, you know to move through these things, right? right? He had time limits. And I think it was Tony, right, who said, just ring an effing bell. I think bell. it was, I think it was right? Stat Boy. 
Was it Stat Boy who said ring the bell? Somebody said, well, let's put the timer up. So once we had the idea of the bell, I remember thinking, why don't we just put a timer up, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. It was one of the other guys on the team. We got two minutes. Why don't we put it? We're on television, right? We can do it. So it's called the rundown. And I think this concept of the rundown, I mean, I think virtually all podcasters should adopt, I think, this is revolutionary. Yeah. The the idea that you were able to show what yeah. was going to be on, right? And if you were interested in the first one, great. But if yeah. you weren't interested in the first couple things, because yeah. it was the teams you hated, but you saw something down the list and said, hey, I'm, you know, you're going to stick around, right? Or you get excited. You're like, oh, yeah. wow, I can't wait until Tony and Mike talk about that fifth thing on the list. Yeah. The whole show is out there. The counter counts down. I, I just think- and By the way, concept- I have to plug our sponsor here. Because oh. think about it, right? So Colab, that's Colab with a Q. That's a, a tool we helped build, right? Design and build. It has that mechanism in it also, right? It so does. it's designed to plan interviews, but it has a duration thing that you can set. So you can say, oh, I want to spend three minutes on this. I want to spend five minutes on this. Help you and you I are, figure are out big believers in this concept. <laughs> yes. This is, this yeah. is how you do a show. You, yeah. you understand yeah. what the sections are. And you move through it in a in a structured format, yeah, but, and you. But PTI you, really demonstrated this well, early correct. on, and it worked so well for them. Unlike a podcast where, and we've certainly seen podcasters do this. We'll talk about you know, pardon my take, right? Just going on and on and on and on. These guys basically had what was it thirty minutes? Yeah, twenty like thir- thirty minute show, minutes, yeah. right? With commercials, yeah, <laughs> right. So they had a very fixed time box they had to fit this stuff into and so staying on that track um is good but i agree with you i think this is really valuable for all of our podcasters and us too to think about you got to keep moving you got to stay on task here get through your material get your value bombs out as jld would say so that you're uh you don't lose your audience in and it shows you that you can do a, a high quality sports podcast in 26 minutes. So it's, what are the important stories of the day? You do maybe an interview, then they've got some different segments that are fun, yeah. mail time, whatever they kind of do. They come up with these kind of things that uh, are fun. A lot of costumes. Let's Put- talk about the games a little bit, because this is also something we saw the other one, right? Pardon my take, yeah. emulate. I mean, we've seen a few others. Uh, Bill Simmons does it also, right? They have these kind of game elements, competition, if you will, but but PTI does this really, really well. The game segment of the show, there was so little rhyme or reason to what we were coming with, but it was just throw anything at the wall and see what will stick. We got several big jobs. Let's get right to it. What's the first one? We had garage time. We had Time Machine. 1973. Food Chain. You might put him ahead of Fortune Teller. We peer into the future to bring you. I am Dr. Wilbon. I'll be assisted today. We used to do crazy games at the beginning of the show. No shades off. There any shades in the operating room. You could even do some of these things in today's television. Yes, here we go. So who comes up with these, these concepts? Yeah, I mean, I think... Eric Rideholm does come up with a lot of them. So there's mail time, obviously. Uh, You know, that's, I think that always works. I think people you want, if you can interact with your audience in any way, these are almost never a loser, right? And we've seen this 
mail time come up in, you know, I think many late night hosts have done the mail, you know, yep. mail time kind of stuff. Yeah. This is always a big. And then a lot of the other ones were really just games that allowed them to poke fun at each other, right? <laughs> yes. You know, so they would, there would be this argumentation and then he would be like, oh man, you got will bombed, right? Like, yeah. it was really just the ability to sort of, Give one more smackdown yeah, to your, yeah. to the guy. And they came in and out. So it's hard to say what, that there was consistency in these games. I think the thing about games is it's hard to do the, the same one over. You've got to mix it up and yeah. you've got to retire them. You can pull back ones every once in a while, but yeah. it just, it's all about creativity, right? Yeah. I know as we, as well, we and I thought this was, uh, again, an interesting lesson to learn from these guys, right? Is they were completely unafraid. No fear in trying stuff on the air. Somebody would throw out a crazy idea for a game. They just go, do it. Yeah. Let's just do it. Don't overthink it. Let's just try it. Maybe it works. If it doesn't work, we don't do it again. But if it does and people think it's fun, great. One of the interesting things about Pardon the Interruption is that you don't get the just usual, you know, introductory banter where they go, oh, Mike, how's your day? And then Tony goes, Oh, how, yeah, it's okay. And then Tony goes, how was your day? Right? right. Nobody cares. Right. Yeah. And so the running gag on PTI is that Will Bond would ask some crazy question to Tony, not just, you know, how are you? He would ask sort of the question of the day. For example, he might ask, Oh, Tony, did you see the, uh, you know, the latest photos from the James Webb space telescope? And Tony would go, Hmm. No, but are they better than the ones I saw from Uranus? <laughs> <laughs> so nevertheless, <laughs> now what? <laughs> yes. So, but this was the, you know, this was a running gag. And the point of it is that if the introduction of your podcast is the same over and over, where you're just going to talk about this meaningless sort of banter for the first one, yep. one or two minutes, you know, there are way, there are elements, there are things you can do to yep. make it creative. And yeah, maybe it's a little bit, you know, comical. But it, and this you know, sets the tone. Too. But it sets the tone. Yeah, you know, yeah. It makes it makes you realize. These are guys with a sense of humor who can, you know, kind of goad each other yeah. and and that's the dynamic we're going to get. So, I agree. I, but I it kind of shows the genius in my opinion. So, every single bit of this podcast, you know, of this show, podcast today, is has been analyzed. You know, every single minute they've said, well, how do we not, you know, how do we make this more entertaining? I, I mean, I think there's so many takeaways if you yeah. watch how they've, they've broken it into all the different pieces and structured it, it, it really is worth watching or listening to. Yeah. And we can all take advantage of the fact that ESPN invested so much in helping these guys, say, with the team. There's a lot of elements that came together and evolved over time, right? And this is another lesson for all of us, is keep trying new things, experimenting, right. mixing <clears throat> it up, change it up. Yeah, can't do the throw, same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. Throw out the stuff that doesn't work and continue on. Bring it back every once in a while and make it fun. And this is this is yeah. where you can really make your podcast okay. shine. But let's talk a little bit more about Pardon My Take. Because the other thing that really interested me about these guys as an example is unlike Tony and Mike, who you know, 10 years at the Washington Post established experts uh, sports columnists really, really knew their stuff before they ever started PTI. But pardon the take, these are guys who were not from journalism, had no credentials at all, just sports enthusiasts who decided to get together 
and were paying attention clearly to what was happening with shows like PTI, and they emulated a lot of the elements. But they have been significantly successful here. Hundreds of thousands. Uh, one estimate I saw was uh, they may get up to 1.5 million wow. views per episode that they publish. Yeah, pardon my take. It's pretty bold to take two of the most popular ESPN sports shows. Right. What was the other one? First Take, which is the First Stephen take. A. Smith um, show. So okay. they basically took the two names and and smashed them together and said, hey, this is our podcast, and we believe we're at this level. Yeah. That's a pretty bold thing. Now, I'd be interested to know why they did that. I don't know whether they did it for SEO. I don't know whether they did it because they wanted to say, hey, we're at this level, or we're this is, this is the space in yeah. which we compete. It is pretty bold. Now, you say that you know, nobody's an overnight success. You know, I, yes, oh, yeah, Will Bond, yes, Will Bond and, and, and Kornheiser put in 10 years at the Washington Post. But, you know, PFT commenter, you know, PFT commenter, my understanding is he spent years just, and, you know, where he got the name, right? Basically, he commented on blog posts and, and videos and anything he could comment on and using that skill. And yep. the debate that came with it, he was able to build up. He had earned some reputation. He earned, a, he earned yep. reputation. And I think we see this consistently on a lot of podcasters is even, you know, even if you show up on a podcast and they go, who are you? You're not an athlete. You're not a journalist. Where did you, you know, where did you sort of hone your skills? Yeah. And for many of these people, it was, you know, there are unique ways to hone your skills in the sports realm, right? And it can be from, um, well, and know, to build a following. And to build a following. It can be, as we discussed in the last podcast, making really creative viral videos, putting putting them on YouTube. People yeah. see them. You build up a reputation or you become a really you know well-known commentator, blog poster, whatever. There's ways to build up your reputation and then you can go into your podcasting thing. And you've got yeah. that, you know, you've got that, that following, that tribe, as we say. Yeah. There are a couple of guys, again, we've alluded to them, they've contacted us and, and the reason that they struggle is because they just never had that following to start, right? They just didn't yeah. have enough of a of a tribe. And that I'm not well, saying it's impossible, but it's it's yeah. a harder So slog. another element though that I do think is is key. We talked about the personalities of Tony and Mike on yeah. PTI. So on Pardon My Take, you also have um Big Cat. Yes. So he is he's a personality. He's yeah. a character. Right. He is loud and kind of in your face and he says it like he sees it, you know, unabashed, colorful language. Yeah, yeah. So and these are guys who, you know, wouldn't really make it on TV because they're a little crass. That's right. And, you know. But I think that's um, what podcasting is all about. I mean, this is what podcasting has brought to the table, right. which is your ability to bring people that would not yeah. make it on TV into the into the fold. Yeah. Now, these guys are also not kind of podcast first. They were YouTube channel. Right. They are background SB right. Nation. I mean, I think he probably did some other stuff for Barstool Sports before he even got the podcast. So Right. But I think it's important for our followers to consider here, right? And the reason that we're highlighting both of these that are not podcast first, but they're both on like every podcast platform. Yeah. You, you probably would be better to watch, even I, as we prepared for this. I would pull them up on YouTube and watch their episodes as opposed to just listening to them because they're much more interesting to watch than to listen to. But if you're putting out a podcast that's audio only. And it's two hours long. Well, I mean, I, 
Yeah, that's a whole other. I still, I agree with you. I, I don't get it. I couldn't listen to two hours of Pardon My Take. I just, I had to keep skipping forward I, I, going, are they going to get to something else? Are they going to do something more than this? So, yeah, it my was not my show. The, I, my worry with the two-hour podcast is that you feel like you've got to fill it full of fluff, right? In Pardon the Interruption, yeah. they knew that they couldn't fill it full of stuff, right? Yeah. You only had, you know, ding, 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 ding. You had to go. Go down the list, yeah. Um, I mean, go listen to Malcolm Thornley and see, yeah. or Malcolm Gladwell, sorry, and and see what he you, you know can do what, in what he can get in thirty minutes. I know, yeah. So anyway, we're on the same page on that one. If you're just starting out a really tight, um, packed thirty minute podcast, I think is uh, serves you well, even in the sports genre here. I, I don't think you probably want to go two hours. Uh, unless you really have a following that's showing you that they want to listen or yeah. watch for for two hours, the so, only thing I want to bring up uh, is the um, the other people that add value to this show. I think if you're going to do a sports a sports podcast, you can add people around the edge like PTI did, I, and I think Pardon My Take does this as well. Yeah. Um, so we referred to Stat Boy, which was a guy named uh, Mike Rialli. Um, you know, he really added value to that show by checking the I stat. It was Tony. Tony, Tony Rialli. Yeah, Tony Rialli, sorry. So nevertheless, yeah. he really added value to that kind of show. And I think yeah. those kind of people, when you bring them in, even if they're not on the show every single day, you can kind of mix them in. I think so interesting with Tony, right? So they didn't think he would be a regular thing, right? They yeah. thought they had him come in. He would do a little bit, right? Yeah. But eventually, and you, know, you cycle these people in and a couple of them catch on. So you never really know. It's important to have outside voices because it's important to have outside voices in everything. Just to have something incestuous is dangerous. It's awful. It's not credible. And I don't want to watch it. So as we were preparing... To do this recording, you asked me about nicknames, right? <laughs> you did. So, well, this this it makes me think. Um, do we need nicknames, Mike? Uh, nicknames. Would this help hmm. us and our audience adore us more? No, I, I don't think this would. Uh... Oh, come on! All right, you well, must have a fun nickname. What did I people call you have... growing up? Did you have a nickname? No, I didn't. Your high school nickname. friends? No. Not even I didn't even have a nickname. You know my last name. I'm sure you could make a, I mean, you can make a word from it. But uh, how about you, Eric? Any nicknames? The only nickname I can recall when I was at EA Electronic Arts. Yeah. The, the finance guy nicknamed me Iron Byron. Oh, I like it, so, Iron Byron. I'm going to use it. I'm going to write it down right now. <laughs> so the, the way that came about was because um, I would go into these finance budget meetings. Yeah. Uh, with these guys and fight for my budget. All right. And the finance guy respected me because I was unbending. All right. He said, Iron Byron. At he least gets what he wants. Cause... Iron Iron Lady. I mean, at least that was. <laughs> okay. All, All right. right. Yeah, we'll come up with some fun, uh, fun ones. And maybe one of these days when we start actually videotaping what we're doing and we'll get some goofy costumes and you can wear a hat and – um, and complain about it through the entire episode. I guess so. Yeah. Iron Mike is already taken, I'm afraid, because <laughs> that's Mike Tyson, right? <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> All right. Anything else we want to talk about here in this one? So we, you know, clearly we're we're fanboys of PTI. And pardon uh, my take, I thought was very interesting. I, I have great respect for what they've 
Yeah, I admire those guys there. I, I think that uh, there's there's great potential there. I would like. I, I think format rules, and you've got to stick to a to a format that that people understand, yep. and that they can they will come back to. Here's how it works: we yap until the time runs out on each topic. You hear a bell, we move on. Pretty simple, huh? Well, here's the other thing I will say too, and I have picked up on this from a couple of these in listening to them and and their comments and stuff. They all also listen to everybody else. Yeah. So all of the top sports podcasters, I think, are listening to the other top sports podcasters and taking lots of notes and going and researching things. And there's a lot of work and preparation that goes into the best of these guys. Yeah. This is not just, hey, I watched the game last night and now I'm going to get on the air for two hours and talk. Right. These guys spend a lot of time researching, analyzing, reading other people's stories and comments and opinions about these things that are going on in, in current politics and in pop culture. Right? All of these guys, the best ones, seem to also be very knowledgeable of current pop culture items and you know what's on people's minds and the yep. latest movies and Avengers and whatever, right? They're, they can talk also about these things. So, so that's also my advice for anybody out there who's thinking about doing a sports podcast is you got to work hard at this and um, be broad, right? So you can be deep in a particular sport or a particular team, but you need to be paying attention to a lot of the stuff that's going on around it and listening to the other experts so you can express your opinion, but also come across as being very knowledgeable. Right. And I think it's about creativity. So don't be shy to try and come up with crazy things yeah. and mix, and mix it, it in. It's got to be fun. And yeah. there's nothing that, that can't work, right? Yeah. You, you try it and if it doesn't work, you move on. That was our review of Pardon the Interruption. Please subscribe so you never miss a review. And this was part two of our series. There'll be at least one more, but look uh, ahead here. We'll have another one next week, continuing on the sports casting theme. You've been listening to No Harm in Asking with Michael Kerr and Eric Byron. Thanks for listening. If you'd like us to review your podcast, please let us know. This podcast is sponsored by Colab.me, the free-to-use platform for interview planning, preparation, and collaboration.